When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, happy Friday and welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Solman and I'm joined by my co-host Cody Schultz. Outer Banks Season 2 is now streaming on Netflix. The new season was added to the streaming service on Friday, July 30th. That's today. It's one of the biggest Netflix shows of the year. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. We should also mention this is going to be a pretty spoiler-filled episode. We've already seen the season. If you guys uh, haven't seen it, we highly recommend that you go watch it and then come back to the podcast. So, Let's jump in, Cody. Thoughts, I guess, just like quick reaction, Outer Banks season two, what did you think? Yeah, I was really, I was curious with this one because Outer Banks season one was so strong. And I'm like, sometimes you see that dip in season two and it's like that dreaded sophomore slump. And so it's like, are they going to be able to capture that magic of season one? And I feel like season two was even stronger than season one. Like the action ramped up. There was not a single episode like that. I didn't want like leave at the end. Like, okay, I've got to watch the next episode right away. And then that like big finale reveal, um, which I know we're going to be diving into a bit, just like left me like shocked. And I'm like, what does this even mean? Like now I need season three to happen more than anything else. I know. I agree. Um, couldn't have said it better, honestly. Like I was, I wasn't worried because I like fully obviously trust the creators and the cast and crew and et cetera to make this, uh, this season great. But you always wonder, you know, when you start out like with a good idea or a TV show starts out like a good idea, And then they play that story out to where it gets, you know, cliffhanger ending. It's like, can they recapture that magic? And it feels like that they just like, I don't know, like up the ante, they doubled down on everything. But like in every episode, it wasn't even just like the full season. It was like every episode was like taking it to another level. So I was so impressed. I, yeah, I love the season and I can't wait for a a season three if if it happens. So I guess um, uh, any last thoughts you want to share before or should we just dive in? Yeah, let's just dive right in. There's so many thoughts I've got on this one, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today's episode of the Netflix Live podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Summer's here. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Well, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming and join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you use the code FANSIDED20. It's time to bundle the Manscaped Performance Package. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear, Nose, and Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. So get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. All right, so I think a good spot to jump in is just to go over some of our favorite twists. So each episode, honestly, ended on like either a cliffhanger or some side of some sort of thing, uh, a twist that sent the story kind of spinning in a new direction. Um, What was your, I guess, do you have a favorite twist this season? I have a favorite twist and then like a favorite like twist reversal. Like I was semi like... Ward, of course, they made it look like Ward dies very early on. And then the twist later is that it was all an elaborate scheme and that he like faked his death. I don't want to say that I was like rooting for Ward to be cut off, but I somewhat was like, 
when you have those villains that just do like all these horrible things, you can't like sometimes help but to root for them to like get their comeuppance. And it's like, I thought, okay, fine. That storyline's gone. One villain down, you know, however many more to go. And then I'm like, but the whole time I had a question, I'm like, it's too early on in the season for them to like pull the trigger and get rid of Ward. Of course he came back. And then we had like his elaborate scheme of like, I got my scuba gear and like dove off of the boat right before the explosion. And it's like so crazy, but it, it worked for the show. And I'm like, uh, you, I guess you just need that. Like, you have to have those big villains. That's what, you know, fuels that conflict. And you can't have the heroes without having those villains kind of make the, the heroes stand out and want to root for them. Yeah, I agree. I think he went full um, Nick Cage in National Treasure. Do you get that reference with the scuba? The spaked is, yeah, he jumps off the boardwalk. Anyway, yeah, I really love that moment. I thought initially, I don't know, it kind of, the moment hit really hard because of the fact that like Sarah was there. And then you had the whole weird thing, how she like looks up at John B and he like looks like, you know, like relieved and like, you know, happy that Ward just like blew himself up on this boat. And then Topper arrives and like, you know, comfort Sarah or whatever. It's like awful that that happened to her. But like, obviously I think we all understand John B's reaction too. like, he killed his dad. He tried to kill him like multiple times. So it makes sense. But yeah, that was huge. I think the one that, I I mean, everyone's going to talk about that when it happens after the season though, we've got to mention the, fact that like you know john b's dad is alive like what how how did this happen i have so many questions and like it seemed to me that he was like somehow following john b's journey from like afar did you get that sense too because he asked like limbry to help uh john b which is like you're in barbados how did you know what was happening like what Yeah, I was very confused by that. I'm like, if you've just been like watching from afar, like what is the connection there? I also have to point out, like I'm starting to question, like does anyone really stay dead on this show? Because we also had the Sarah fake out before the Ward fake out. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, there's been a lot of fake outs where we've thought someone's been killed and then like only to find out they didn't die or like they come back right after. So like even that, like that being the big season three, you know, setup of like his dad's alive. What does this mean? What's he been doing since like he was presumed dead? Like there's so many mysteries now that comes from that big, reveal but i really like i didn't expect that to be the cliffhanger like that we would end with i really thought it would kind of end with like where the pogues were stranded on the island and all that i didn't anticipate like us going and then there's john b's dad alive and kicking (laughs) yeah i know the sarah thing that threw me for a loop because when she got shot i was like okay here's a little like you know a shot of drama you know it's gonna make it hard they can't just go right to the boat and leave but i fully expected that she would live like there was never a second before it happened that i thought oh sarah's gonna die and then while it's happening like i'm starting to think like oh my god are they really gonna kill her and then i'm like oh she's in knives out too is she leaving the show like is madeline klein moving on and then i'm like no they're not gonna do it and then they like fully did it and it was like a minute where you think like oh my god she just died but then obviously then they show like the finger with the like uh the pulse thing i'm not a doctor so i don't know what that thing is called but the thing that takes it takes like your blood pressure or whatever and then like you see like the little like flicker on the screen like oh my gosh her heart's beating again and it's like ah okay here we go but that was another big fake out really early in the season that i was not expecting would even be possible yeah i guess there's just there's a lot and i think in terms of the story i think that another one of the twists that i thought was really really good and kind of makes this so much more personal for pope's character is you know the revelation that he's related or his he's a descendant of denmark tanny who's basically the you know the person who found the gold on the on the uh royal merchant in the first place apparently has this the cross of santo domingo which who i didn't know 
I, I was like Googling, like, is this a real thing? Um, you know, as it's happening. But that was a, a really good twist, I feel like, to kind of up the stakes for his character and then the, the Pogues overall. Because it was very much, you know, the first season just kind of about Sarah and John B, basically, being like star-crossed lovers. Yeah, I think I've, I've talked for a long time. But yeah, that, that's basically it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that storyline definitely gives like the whole show like a more personal tone. Like it's suddenly it's not just like about like treasure and wanting to get like the, the gold because, you know, you want to be rich and all that kind of stuff. And it's treasure and, you know, all that on the principle. It's like now they've given it this familiar connection. It's like Pope's going to have I feel like it's, we saw more of Pope this season, too, like I think, which was nice. Yeah. Like they kind of dove more into like his backstory. And I really think it's going to make this interesting going into season three because suddenly it is personal. Like we even saw that, you know, with like the cross and that at the end, of course, mm-hmm. when, you know, letting I believe they let it go into the ocean or he attempted to I can't remember how it ended. I'm I like, think that they yeah, now. they got it back. I think they like saved it, the crew. So I think Ward has the gold and the cross. Yeah. They're not great, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like even that decision, like he was willing to sacrifice the cross, like just because it was like, if, if I can't have it, I don't want it to be in the hands of someone like unworthy. So I feel like that's definitely going to be a plot line and just drive him into right. season three too. Like, and I think it'll drive the Pogues more like this isn't just like for treasure now, like they're doing it for their family, their, you know, fellow Pogue. And so that's an interesting like layer. Right. And I think, I guess we can like, maybe we should just talk about like, we should explain the ending, how it goes down. Cause like it is, it's, there so much comes at you everyone's gonna binge watch this like you're not gonna be able to stop so when you get to the end you're probably gonna go what just happened so basically how it all gets set up is cameron or the cameron's basically rose uh rose kidnaps sarah um rafe takes the cross they load it on the coastal venture i believe it's called ward is there the pogues know what's going on they're like oh my gosh they're leaving with the cross with Sarah, we've got to help them. They jump on the boat after causing this big distraction, but they end up in like, in, in this like shipping container, which is like the least, like the worst place to possibly be. They're like exposed, like on the bow. I don't know ship lingo, but I think it's like on the bow, the front half of the ship in like the wide open. I don't even know how they get out of the shipping container without someone seeing them in the first place. But Cleo's there. That was a really fun twist too working in the engine room and she helps them basically. And then Ward tries to kill Sarah. John B's going to kill Ward, but he doesn't. The Pogues, uh, you know, trigger the uh, lifeboat. They end up uh, living the Pogue life on this like remote beach, just having a good time. They're reporting reported missing. We get to see their parents, you know, agonizing over everything that's happened basically. And just having them missing. And then we find out big John is alive in Barbados and he wants Limbry to help John B and the Pogues for some reason. We have no idea why. But that's basically how it goes down. And I think, uh, like you mentioned, it adds like the Pope part of it adds it like a really interesting layer because now they can't just go like I feel like they're got to get rescued or get back to Outer Banks somehow. But they can't just go to the FBI or the sheriff and be like, Ward's alive. Y'all messed up. They've got like because they want the treasure. They want the cross. They want the gold. And so like they if, if they do that, I'm sure that that would just be seized like by the FBI and like donated to like a museum or something. Right. Yeah, I'm very curious, like, what the end game is with the gold and now the cross. Like, there's all this treasure out there, and it's like, I don't know the specifics of, like, when treasure's found and all that. But it's like, you feel like if they brought in law enforcement for one of these things, like, it would just trigger, like you said, like, that would be ceased as, like, evidence, and then, like, end up somewhere else, not in the Pope's hands. And I feel like that one, like, that's not the win we want at the end of this. Like, I kind of want, like, when we finally, seasons down the line, I hope, like, get to the end, like, the Pogues have finally won, because they've gotten hit with a lot of losses, just 
in these first two seasons, um, which I think is just feeds into like the whole underdog storyline of that. Cause that really mm-hmm. is like the Pogue mentality. Like they are the underdogs and I'll be really like, there was just like, just listening to you recap it back again. Like I've seen this season and it's just crazy. Like how much goes down, especially those last two episodes. I feel like they really amp things up in those final two episodes with like the kind of the boat takeover and then right. trying to kill Sarah, Sarah, you know, John B almost killing war, like all that back and forth, like those hours, like they were just intense. Like it almost felt like a movie, like the epic conclusion of like a movie. Yeah, it really did. And that, yeah, like I think the last episode is over an hour and it's just nonstop action from basically when they get in, like they get on the boat and then they're like trying to lock up the crew. The crew gets out and they're shooting at them. It's just like, I thought JJ died for a second. I thought he got hit in the face with a machete, but it was like the, like the handle or something. Like he basically got punched in the face and then fell over. Yeah, it was just too much. There was a, not too much going on, just the perfect amount if you really like it. things just going like way over the top which i do like i love the chaos of this show it's very much not like riverdale necessarily but like i feel like they're like kindred spirits do you kind of get that vibe too of like they they're the the writers definitely just go all in and they just commit to every single thing that happens yeah, definitely. Like, it, this is an all-in kind of show. Like, there's no, like, halfway with, with any of the characters are writing. Like, it definitely brings the... It brings what... It, like, it just delivers, I guess, is the best thing. Like, it delivers mm-hmm. about, like, what you expect from, from like, a heist and trauma... Uh, treasure, not trauma. Um, treasure yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's definitely traumatic, all this stuff. <laughs> like, parents <laughs> trying to murder teenagers is definitely, like, something that's, like, how... I, I don't even know. Like, that whole story with the Camerons, I feel like, aside from Sarah and her sister, like, that family <laughs> is just, like, so messed up. Like, they have... <laughs> easily taken the crown of like one of the worst families in tv (laughs) yeah oh i agree so i guess what do you think um this ending means for season three yeah i think the biggest mystery for me others like the john b like his dad being alive that's one thing but i think i'm most curious about like what the timeline's going to be like on the island like how to like what are the are we going to see them kind of like formulate a plan before they eventually are rescued are they rescued will they find their own way off the island like i'm very curious like what the plan is there because we kind of saw like season one edit with john and Sarah on the run. Now it's a little bit different in that they're all kind of like marooned on this, you know, island and they're like, let's just live the poke life and embrace it. But eventually they're going to have to figure out like what's their next step. And so I'm really curious to see like what that means. I also just have to see like, is there another element of the treasure since we had the gold in season one, this cross in season two, like what could be coming in season three is like the big mystery I need to know. Well, it's like that um, Limbry is still looking for that thing that's going to save her, the <laughs> thing that's going to work a miracle. I'm blanking on the name and that's really dumb that I didn't write it down. Um, it's like the like a fleece or something. I don't know. It's like a, a shawl. I don't know what it is, but something that's going to save her from her illness that's killing her. Um, but I agree. I think that the big question, you know, other than what you mentioned about how they're going to try to get the gold back and all that, which is definitely going to happen, is like the timeline. How much pass? How much time is going to pass between when they get off the island to like when they make their next move? I think that it would be really cool to see them kind of go back to like reality, like, you know, and kind of chill for a little bit. I think that that was, I thought that there was going to be a little bit of a, a chill moment, you know, like after they all get back to the Outer Banks and like they're doing the fire pit and then literally Rafe and Barry show up with the guns. They almost kill JJ. It hits the tree and not his face. Like all that happens. And then it's just like, right. And then the next thing we know, John B's getting arrested and it's like right into the fire again. And so I think that, you know, I would like to see them go back and just like, kind of like collect themselves, like go back to like maybe a little bit of normal life before they figure out like a, where Ward is 
can they get Cleo? Uh, is Cleo going to stick around? As, is she one of the new Pogues for, for good? Is she going to come back to the Outer Banks? Can we get like, I think it's Captain Terrence and Stubbs. Are they going to be involved? They've got to be involved in like the next level of this heist to get the cross and get the gold. Like this just has to happen, I think. So I guess that that's kind of where we, I think we agree with like, that. that's the most interesting element moving forward. Um, and I guess the next thing everyone wants to know is when is the Outer Banks season three release date? Yeah, I feel like that's like the minute I finished the season, that was like the natural question I want to ask. And like the biggest answer is like Netflix hasn't necessarily showed its hand yet, but I feel like we've got to be looking at like summer 2022. I know we haven't had like the official renewal date like for season three just yet, but this one just seems like we, we've already seen the buzz. Like we predicted it's going to be one of the biggest shows of the summer, if not the biggest show of the summer, especially for Netflix. And I just don't see them like canceling the show. I see season three happening. If they do, it's hard to predict because Netflix is getting so random with their release schedule. I mean, we're seeing these shows suddenly release like a few months instead of a year or so after. But I feel like we've got to be like looking at probably summer 2022 at the earliest would be my initial thought. Yeah, I think so. They wrapped in late April, but I think they took quite a big break between like January and April. They they weren't filming a little bit in there. Um, And so I think, you know, we're at the end of July. They could start filming soon if they get a quick renewal, um, which Netflix hasn't announced yet. But that's definitely on the table. And we've seen, you know, shows go into production without a renewal announcement. You know, it can be all everything can be done behind the scenes. And then Netflix is just going to wait until they want everyone to know, <laughs> you know, that it's coming back with, like, as we've seen, like Virgin River. Um, but yeah, we've seen shorter gaps lately. I'm so shocked that, you know, we're going to talk about um, in another episode, the Lucifer season six release date is a lot sooner than we thought. Uh, Virgin River season three premiered way sooner than we thought that it would. I think the pandemic made things kind of unpredictable from like a release date standpoint of knowing what's happening. But yeah, I think that, uh, like you mentioned, summer 2022 is probably the perfect time to release this. Why not? I mean, I would love to see it in the spring, but it's works. I mean, it's going to work so well in the summer. I don't think that any show is really going to compete with this one. Like I already saw the day before the release date, the first season of Outer Banks was already in the Netflix top 10. The first season, like people are rewatching it to figure out what the heck happened. So, so yeah, I guess summer 2022 is our best guess. Uh, did you have, I guess we're almost out of time, but uh, favorite moments of the season. Did you have a, did you have a favorite moment? I'm trying to think there's so many like good moments. So it's hard to like pick and choose one. I definitely think like the whole treasure, like finding the cross definitely was like fun. Yeah. The scene, of course, watching Pope like fall, I was like, oh, crap. And like, are they going to kill Pope? But like, even like when they found the cross, like, of course, like even that moment had to go wrong with like the bees showing up and all that. Like, it just is such a poke thing. The alligator scene stood out to me just because it was like so like random. But I think my favorite scene was just like when they didn't kill Sarah because I was convinced they killed her. So like that (laughs) moment right after they kind of like revealed she's okay, she's going to pull through. I think that was like when I had my biggest sigh of relief the whole season because I was like so concerned that they were going to kill her off and that's a character I love. And uh, I really like any of the Poe characters. Like if something happens to one of them, like I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I know. All the, all of them almost died this season. I'm convinced. <laughs> like we can go through. Pope almost died because he got stung by a, a wasp or whatever and was allergic. And he was, he was like out on the table. The car wreck after that was insane. John B almost got killed by a crocodile or an alligator, yeah. whichever one lives down in uh, North Carolina or whatever. You know, Sarah almost got drowned. She almost, she, she was dead basically. 
basically flatline. She was almost killed by her brother like twice. Uh, there's just too many, too many things. JJ, I thought that he died when he fell off the boat. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. But yeah, any of those moments where the characters actually lived were great. Um, I think my favorite moment, and I knew it would probably be my favorite moment going in, was the reunion. Like when the, the Pogues meet up with they come back together and like it just works so well it's like the chase scene first they almost hit uh you know john b and sarah in the car then uh because they're running from the person that they stole the money from with the gas tanks and then it comes back around the car dies because obviously it would they <laughs> so they steal the bike thing which is just like perfect uh like very tv convenient but i loved it and then they have that moment where they run out of the alley and they come together and they just like all stare at each other and i think that like time i think that time like stood still like they did like the whole slow motion thing where they like look at each character's face i love that moment uh anything like that it's kind of like the you know the stranger things like never ending story anything to like break up like a very intense moment and situation i'm like all for especially when it's good news uh so yeah that that's my favorite moment and then the moment on the island too when they're just like having a good time and like pope like grabs like john b like around the head and is like rubbing his hair like and laughing and stuff (laughs) i was just like oh man these guys are fun like i I, yeah so that that's that's it for me um any last thoughts we're out of time yeah just if you if you haven't already watched definitely need to add outer banks to your your streaming queue it's uh, another intense season just be ready for like plenty of cliffhangers and just you know be joining us in our long wait until season three finally gets here and i i just i just i hope this one like just breaks all the i want to just like break records and just easily get that fast renewal so we don't like sit in limbo the good news is is that we don't have like a big tv show coming until like the chair in august so like there's a very good chance that like Outer Banks is going to be number one for a while. Oh, I should mention too, Netflix Life interviewed Rudy Pankow, who plays JJ, and Jonathan Davis, who plays Pope. Before season two premiered, um, the interviews are now up on NetflixLife.com. So uh, if you want to read those interviews, go over and check them out. Um, That's all the time we've got today. Thanks everyone for listening and see you next time. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.